Hi, I'm Katie Clark. I'm a mom of three, luxury matchmaker, and a no-nonsense dating coach on a mission to help singles reclaim their love life, one date at a time. In today's dating landscape, from apps and swipes to texting and ghosting, so much has changed. But you know what I found still works best? Old school standards with new school style. Teaching my philosophy on how to date like an adult, no topic is off limits. I address everything from taboo to trending in dating. So grab your earbuds and get ready for some practical dating advice, saucy stories, and new inspiration to find your way to true love. I've helped thousands of people become confident, feel successful, and have fun along their dating journey. And I'm here to help you too. It's Dating with Katie, and thanks so much for joining today. I'm going to tell you why Jay Shetty and I, a top-selling author and a phenomenal podcaster, agree on a lot of things dating. So if you haven't read his book yet, it's called Eight Rules of Love. It's brand new out. I ordered it. I read it on my vacation with my kids. We were just in Bali. It was great reading. And I always love seeing what other teachers are teaching about love and relationships. And it would suffice it to say there was a lot that he and I definitely agree on. Now, this book is great. Go get it. I encourage, I mean, I, I should make a list of all my favorite books. So make sure that you go grab it. But in this podcast today, I'm going to share 10, actually 11 different principles that I teach already that he also was talking about in his book. So this will be a fun ride because I feel like, yay, we're all on the same team here because we all so much want to see you get confident, be successful, and to have some fun dating. And not only that, but have longevity in dating. And that's really what he's about. He's more of a relationship coach. Look, I'm just a dating coach. I want to make sure that you're even dating. I want to make sure that you're looking good on your dates. I want to make sure that you're having fun on your dates. And that's just the beginning of what you want deep down inside. And that's why you're listening to today's podcast. Now, guys, please make sure you subscribe. Send this to a friend. I get so many emails about how much you guys love the podcast. You binge on them. They're 15 minutes. So thank you so much. And do me a favor. Give me a five-star review. That really helps out. And not only that, go check out my courses online. If you like this and if you like my realistic teaching and dating, and you guys know I I talk straight here, then you might want to check out my different courses. I have my 14 days to dating success. You guys, it's $14. Best deal ever. I've got my seven steps to sexy, and I have my confidence 101 for men. Now check out the links below. Well, let's get started. So again, Jay Shetty, I hope you do get a chance to listen to this. And I have to tell you, my son does a phenomenal impersonation of you. It really made me laugh on my vacation. But these are 11 different things that he and I definitely agree on in dating and relationships. Well, let's start with number one. And I talk about this in podcast 44, learn to go out solo. Now, a little bit about his past is that he was a monk for about three years. He also has a book, Think Like a Monk. Go check that one out. It's on my reading list to do. Um, But really the goal he is talking about is being okay with being by yourself. And so many of you I know are listening to this, you're single, you're dating, obviously you're by yourself. I mean, you might be a single mom, but you're still single in your adultness, uh, even with your kids running around. But it's there's a beauty in learning to be alone. And I am now an empty nester and I have had to push through the struggle of the quiet and the peace. And it's really a great space that I'm in right now, but it took a while for me to be okay alone. And he talks about traveling on his page 27. He says to travel alone. And on my podcast, I talk about just start with dinner. And the reason I encourage going out by yourself, because it builds confidence. As a matter of fact, in my seven steps to sexy course, 
it's one of my homework assignments for women that you have to go out by yourself. You have to go to dinner by yourself. So get that course and, and get your homework done. Number two, he talks about his three C's of transformation. And I love alliteration. So anything that you can do with three C's, I've got my five C's. I think it just helps people understand and move forward. Uh, and, and with growth in their life. And his three C's of transformation are community, consistency, and coaching. And I am all for coaching. And let me just explain real fast how coaching is different than therapy. If you think of a, a sports coach, right? Uh, they're going to give you homework. They're going to give you drills. They're going to they're going to tell you what you need to work on. And if you don't work on it, then you're never going to get better. So that's why I consider myself a coach and not nearly a relationship therapist or expert. It's just I'm a coach. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And for, for you to have transformation and growth, you need to have a coach. You need someone who's going to be a straight shooter with you. And you need to have community. And I love the DWK community because we are all the 20 percenters who understand what I'm talking about. We are not ghosting. We are of quality value and, um, you know, in it for the long haul. We're looking for relationships that are going to go for the long haul. So community, he talks about coaching and he talks about consistency. And guys, I if, if you know me, I'm all about fitness and health and wellness and you got to be consistent. When I was a trainer, I used to say consistency is your new best friend to all my clients. Now his three C's are different than my five C's, but I love the fact that he, he does the three C's. And my five C's are on podcast 31 and 32, and these are all super growth strategies, and I'm going to be talking about them in a minute, but you need my five C's to get a great relationship. And I actually, in those podcasts, show you how you can calculate if you're in a great relationship. So if you are in a relationship right now, go listen to those podcasts, go do the little math assignment I have you, add it all up and see where you land in your relationship. Well, number three, this is what I love about Jay. He talks about romance versus reality. And if you guys know, I am all about re realistic expectations in dating. And as much as we love the romance, he talks about media love, right? And the gap that it's created and how, you know, the lies of Hollywood and for him, Bollywood, really mess you up in this reality of dating. He has a great story, and I actually made my boyfriend go listen to it, about how he got engaged to his wife. Now, get the book, listen to his podcast. But he created this grandiose engagement for her, and in reality, she got hives from the horse-drawn carriage that he got. The food ended up being cold, and none of the family was involved. And afterwards, he realized he just wanted this Disney idealized engagement with her, but really, her personality wasn't for that. And so... He has had to kind of see that perspective and even change that in his own relationship. And I love any coach who can be fully honest about their own reality as well. Number four, he talks about how coffee dates are not good. Now he talks, he, he cites a Yale, um, a Yale study where they actually gave people photos to look at and to judge people and to give their opinions on them. And half the, half the people were holding hot coffee, half the people were holding cold coffee. And the people who were holding hot coffee, warm coffee, had a better perception of those people. They thought more warmer thoughts towards those people versus the people with cold coffee in their hand thought less warm perceptions. I thought that was hilarious. But he did talk about something called context effect. And this refers to how the atmosphere in which we encounter people can impact our impression of them. 
Do you hear what I'm saying here? I've never been a fan of coffee dates unless you're in college and that's all you can afford. So go listen to my podcast 23, Drinks Versus Dinner, and learn how to do it right because there's nothing sexy about a coffee date. All right, number five, my 333 rule. If you don't know it, it's uh, on many of my podcasts, I talk about how you should go on three dates. You should uh, evaluate after three dates, after three weeks, and after three months. In the first stages of dating, and that's podcast eight, those are really how you evaluate, is this person right for me? And he says the three date rule is, is going to provide you enough time to determine if you and another person would be a good match. So stop not only just swiping quickly, but on a first date, getting rid of someone. Just recently, I had a client go on a date with a past client, and he said, Katie, the first date, I didn't know if she was going to be fun. The second date, even though he knew he really liked her, but he was concerned, would she be really fun? And I already know her personally. She's amazing and super fun. On the second date, they started about car racing, and she used to own a bunch of Porsches, and she would race cars. And so then he realized he was mistaken in his first impression of her. So give somebody three dates. Number six, 10 questions to ask on a first date. He has his list. I have mine. Mine is on podcast. And it's, it's podcast 20 something. It's in there and it's, you know, first questions to ask on a date. But what I like is that he and I both talk about how important it is to find out what people are passionate about. All right. And that's usually my first question with someone is, what are you passionate about? Like, let's see them light up. And the thing is, ladies, I'm going to tell you this too. Men, men love it when you're passionate about anything. It doesn't have to be your job. And women love it when men are passionate about things outside of their job as well. So he rephrases some of the questions and he says that for a first date, some light questions to ask would be something like, what is something you love to do? What is your favorite place? Both of his questions and my questions will lead people to hopefully, if they're cool and quality, light up about things they're passionate about. Number seven, and this one... I'm so proud of him. He really hit the nail on the head with this. He talks about the danger of chemistry. And what I love, he is really about teaching you relationship values and how to have it for the long haul, you guys. So in podcast 31, I talk about my five C's and one of those is chemistry and I hit it hard. So many of you are all about the chemistry on a first date. Well, not everybody should be giving you chemistry on a first date because really when you think about it, it's just lust. Chemistry is a very selfish, like this person fills my, you know, usually sexual need and want. And that's not what holds people together in the long haul. I always say chemistry is like the fuel on a fire. Once the fuel's gone, how's the fire going to do? But instead, we want the embers to burn. And so he talks about how you need to be mindful of it. And in, in our singleness and dating, you need to learn self-control and patience. And yes, I understand for some of you guys, you're just very physical, but that is not what keeps a relationship together. As a matter of fact, and I think you should write this down if you can right now, put it in your phone notes, text it to yourself. He says, you should ask yourself, does this just feel good or does it nourish my soul? Bomb drop right there. I love it. Number eight, he talks about how relationships are work. Now, I always say relationships are work, but they shouldn't be hard. So if you're in the beginning dating of stages with somebody and it's difficult and they're never texting you back and they don't show up and they can't commit, stop, move on. It's work to create a schedule with someone or work to 
you know, hey, when are you free? This is when I'm free. Yeah, that's normal in a relationship. But when it's difficult, you should not move forward with somebody in that. As a matter of fact, he talks about how with this, that relationships are masterfully designed to annoy us and that there will be small hurdles. So not only in the beginning stages are you going to have to work out some of the kinks, but later on, I call these uh, speed bumps, hurdles, and walls. And so make sure you listen to podcast 34 on these. And I actually share one of my own personal stories about uh, my boyfriend and I. And it was a trust issue. And we're, we're years in, and so this was a big deal. And this was a moment of tougher work, right? This is, was a season where he and I had to go through something and I had to work and we had to communicate and it wasn't easy. And it's good though, because even as the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron. So a knife doesn't get sharper next to something soft. You can't just rub a cloth on it and hope the knife will get sharper, right? Uh, you need to take a steel, plate of steel, and rub that knife on it for it to get sharp again. And that's what people in our lives do for us. Number nine, he talks about disposable dating. I call it disposable dating. But he says this. It's a great quote. He says, sometimes people jump from relationship to relationship because they're avoiding the challenges that love requires. Anybody know someone like that? Is that you sometimes? You can date someone new every three months and have a lot of fun. But there is no growth in the cycle of just flirting, hooking up, and and ditching them after. You guys, that is disposable dating. Whether you're doing it for three months, he says, or three dates, or, you know, three swipes. Let's be mindful, and I know you guys are because you're already listening to this, of not being a disposable dating society. I know we have options, and that's actually what's causing all of this disposable dating. But that doesn't mean everyone's great for you. And in the end of life... At the, at the end of the day, you realize like before you didn't have this analysis paralysis with somebody because you knew that this was this was somebody in that wheelhouse that you need to be dating where nowadays you're like, I'm going to go back and check it out. Be very mindful of yourself and ask yourself, am I going back just because I think there's better or do I want to work on what I have right now? All right, number 10, he talks about how relationships require change and growth on both sides. Now, you guys, I just heard this from my client yesterday. He was with someone for quite a few months uh, that I put him together with. And then he says, well, Katie, uh, I don't want to change someone. Well, of, of course, we don't want to change someone, but in a relationship, both sides are going to have to change. So if you're already coming from a point of view where I don't want to change somebody, therefore, I'm not basically what he's saying is therefore, I'm not going to com- communicate my need and give her a chance to change, then you need to grow because that's not fair to the other half who who maybe just didn't know, you know, you could have an excuse, well, that person always stonewalls me. Well, maybe that person has a habit of stonewalling and they just don't even know it because they're not into those technical terms or their EQ isn't quite at the same level or they've just never heard that. So instead of you disposable dating and saying, well, I'm going to go to the next person, give them a chance and an opportunity to say, hey, when you do this, it really hurts me and give them an opportunity for growth. He talks about how we all need to bring we all need to be a teacher and a student in relationships. And that is what I am talking about as well. It's such a fallacy of dating to think that everyone's gonna come in perfect and they're gonna know how to meet your needs. And of course, I always say nobody reads your mind. So, and my man came to, to our relationship with different positives and I came with different positives. And Jay says, once you're in a place of trust and commitment in that relationship, you and your partner are gonna reveal yourselves to each other, more of yourselves than you allow anyone else to see. But it takes time. 
time, you guys. And for example, my boyfriend and I, in the beginning, he didn't want to do a lot of things. He didn't want to go hiking. He didn't want to go on a hot air balloon. And guess what? We've done them all now. So it just takes time. So give people space and grace to grow. And lastly, he has a lot of foundations that he believes in for dating and just for being a quality person. I have mine as well. And those are my four foundations of dating. It's actually my second podcast I ever did. If you haven't listened to that, make sure that you're even ready to date. That's what he speaks about as well. And you guys, thank you so much just for listening to these. I am curious, what are your favorite things that you're hearing about? What do you think needs to be talked about? Make sure you email me datingwithkatie at gmail.com. Make sure you get in my database and make sure you let Jay know that I made this. And I am on Team Jay and we want relationships great and amazing and thriving. All right, you guys, talk to you next time.